welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything in the English language there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. Follow the show on Twitter, more importantly, at HEFpod. You can follow the show by emailing us, uh, that is Frankfurt at gmail.com send your questions there as people will do from time to time you can also follow us on facebook.com slash hef pod all the latest uh, news and notes and episode drops and videos uh covering the eintracht in the english language uh go right on there so don't do this show alone uh we got a special guest also to help us preview uh borussia dortmund match against eintracht on Sunday, and why don't we get right to it and let everyone in on it now? Uh, as per usual, is Nathan in St. Louis. Hey, what's up? And a special guest, uh, he is the creator and editor of the Yellow Wall podcast, uh, the premier podcast, the only podcast that I'm aware of covering Bayfile Bay in the English language. It's Stefan Busco. How are you? Hello, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the best and the worst English language Borussia Dortmund podcasters. <laughs> well, hey, you know, we all have to be humble. But the fact of the matter is, I'd like to point out to anyone who is just kind of like, you know, you listen to uh, a Bundesliga podcast that's not about Eintracht. Well, hey, it's, you know, we all help out each other from time to time. You got uh, people who are on Talking Foosball, gigging Pressing, you know, the Yellow Wall pod. You know, we love to talk to any and all people about everything that is Bundesliga, especially when it does come down to an Eintracht match. So welcome, and let's uh, let's get right to it, gentlemen, shall we? Uh, Eintracht yeah. uh, played midweek, kind of like uh, Bayfell Bay did, only at a certain different level of competition. Only this time they got a... <clears throat> a Shellacked. <laughs> Needless to say, well, the scoreline kind of doesn't tell the whole story of the match, to be honest. Exactly. But 3-0 to the Arsenal FC from England. Uh, oof. Uh, needless to say, Eintracht didn't take really any chances, any like convert any of the many, many chances that they had available to them. No shit. And... Go figure that uh, we will be pumped for not just one, not just two, but three. The Aubameyang goal after, you know, he ended up being one of the goal scorers in the DFA Pokal final just a couple years ago. Still rankles with me, but Nathan, that was a... How did that happen? That was a teaching moment. That was a teaching moment for us, needless to say, to remind us that, hey, you know what? Uh, We had a good time last year, but we need to get back to business. Right. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, Stefan. I know. I know. Uh, I wonder what happened in the rest of that match as Aubameyang scored. What the penalty? I think in that one. Yeah, maybe in the Pokal. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I, I remember Dembele's goal. That that's for sure. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dembele's goal was uh, pretty good, and so was uh, our own uh, equalizer. But you know, uh, we kind of moved on. Right. We had a Whenever I one year my later, eyes we had a better. Matthias Ginter in defensive midfield. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> of all the cup final wins that I've witnessed, that wasn't uh, 
wasn't the best one, let's put it this way, especially because Dortmund sort of imploded right the next day after the cup title celebrations, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things changed for Dortmund that time, but... All right, mm-hmm. so Eintracht positive notes, Nathan. Uh, I mean, I've got more than a couple, so I'll let you kind of uh, run right all right. of this bad boy. Well, uh, <clears throat> I was working, so I didn't get to see the first half, and uh, I after the the loss, I, I, ha- I haven't really wanted to uh, go back to see it. Um, but I, so I did miss the tifo and all that. So um, I'll let you talk to talk to that, but. You can the see that half, on th- our uh, Facebook.com uh, feed. Right. I did post that up there. So a wonderful yeah. action by our fans. But pitch side. But um, Yuck. the second half, uh, I thought we played honestly pretty well until the the unfortunate, um, poorly officiated red card. Um, but, you know, we had a lot of chances. 24 shots on goal isn't... Uh, you know, nothing to shake a stick at. It's it's a lot of a lot of shots. We should have converted, but we didn't. Um, but there was a lot of bright spots. I thought Kamada played well. I thought Silva played incredibly well, considering his you know just being on the team for you know one game. So uh, Dost was kind of absent, of course. Um, Pacienza came in and, and played pretty well. So Kostic is always Kostic. You know, our it was all, it always come down to our defense. Like I said, last podcast, it came down to our defense and it did not shore up. So um, it was very frustrating to see that, that us calve after that red card. But I was more pissed about the red card than anything else. So his first yellow card kind of deserved. I saw where the oh, foul absolutely. was for that. I thought it was super light to be giving him a second yellow. At that point in time, I was just like. God, what a! I didn't. I was at work myself, uh, following, uh, <laughs> following on my following on my phone. I had uh, it right. on the BR Live app. Did pay for uh, the three three bucks. You know, nothing, but no big deal uh, to watch that. Uh, three dollars. That I was kind of like, yeah, it's only three bucks. <laughs> but yeah, just one dollar yeah, per goal. I will echo huh? some of it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Hey, it could have it. It could have been put to better use. Bitter medicine. It could have bought me. It could have bought me a beer after work uh, at a cheap watering hole nearby. It could also have paid for uh, helping out a fellow uh, Bundesliga podcast in terms of their pa- patronage to support them. Uh, Therein, I think Stefan, you know exactly where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> but in terms of positivities uh, for the Eintracht, Kamada definitely won. Uh, I thought so right. was kind of surprisingly decent, considering the fact yeah. that uh, Torea and Zaka were kind of the guy, his opposite numbers. Which, not gonna lie, I mean, if anyone does not know who Torea is, I mean, he is the future, like. I would say probably, I mean, in, within the next one, two years, I wouldn't be surprised if he fully develops into possibly the best, uh, like, central midfielder uh, out of, like, South America. I mean, he plays for Uruguay, so he's going to get a lot of opportunities to play internationally, so we'll see more of him in the coming years. Uh, Zaka, uh, I mean, he... 
I remember exactly why uh, Arsenal paid, I think, it, Bruce Mucci and Gladbach so much money to bring him over. Oh, you mean Shaka? He... I thought you were talking yeah. about the other guy the entire time. Say, <laughs> 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 so, hey, some, sometimes, yeah, okay. Jacques, sometimes I get the pronunciations wrong. I am not. I am not a linguist uh, by trade, uh, though. Yeah, the other kid. Uh, did kind of I'm not saying I got it too. right, but Zaka is literally <laughs> the name of well, Zaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not the so, first time so, that so, I've been made. So we have to d- differentiate between Bukayo Saka and Granit Chaka. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gra- Granite and Buka. Eh, I can go with that. <laughs> uh, the midfield was kind of hard for us to dominate. Kamada, I keep on seeing good things from him. So, I mean, we'll just cont- we'll continue to see how he develops so far. So good. Silva, considering the fact that, you know, he still hasn't spent much time with his teammates, you know, I mean, sure, a lot of the guys didn't go off on international duty, uh, but he's still... Ex- exceedingly new because you know most of the team that uh the eintracht put out uh are players who were all in the starting lineup you know week in week right. week out last year so i mean it's uh a lot of a few new faces uh but a lot of consistency that still is there core well that dude Not he great. i his first yellow was a long time coming it was just a matter of time yeah. and i he Hold back a little, but I had just kept on thinking, no, it's only a matter of time before you do something stupid again, and you know, go figure, I will be right. Um, right. Yeah, defensively, well, Hinterrego was the kind of bright spot. Hasebe, I mean, he held it his own, but mm-hmm. maybe this was just me, but uh, Aubameyang did look like he, and uh, uh, Aubameyang did kind of go at him like once or twice and i did kind of think to myself oh man showing your age though bro come on <laughs> we i've got i've got so much faith in you but i mean abraham just kind of it didn't seem like he was fully up to speed uh, kevin yeah. Trapp did what he could but i mean you know if you leave him out on an island you know what's he to do right i feel also like abraham took the 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 statistic on that error but he wasn't alone in that in Far leaving it. that out so there were three fullbacks back there doing dumb shit stuff so um for that particular I'm, I'm glad we all have to who squat window open. <laughs> <laughs> but no i have to say um, on that first goal that uh, arsenal scored i don't i wouldn't even like blame abraham because i think he did fairly well right it's just unfortunate that the mm-hmm. ball got deflected just the way it would bounce over trap into the goal um because i i thought the last ditch effort was actually pretty well uh, you know the big yeah. problem for eintracht in this game really was um the defensive transition because they were so confident going forward against Arsenal and then sort of lost the ball like shortly before the final pass and then were completely open and uh, obviously uh, Arsenal are very fast, especially with uh, Saka <laughs> and Aubameyang and then uh, Willock. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't really try to control the, the game. Arsenal just tried to rush forward as quickly as possible and at some point... Um, 
you know, Frankfurt were going to be punished for their lexidesical um, yeah, counter defense, if you will. Um, just yeah, right. that that just wasn't it. It wasn't up to speed for European home get game. You know, it, this looked more like a Bundesliga game where you have the helter skelter and whatnot, and Arsenal actually took advantage of it at some point. Um, that being yeah. said, of course, I thought it was still the right approach from Frankfurt. I wouldn't even criticize them because um, they created enough chances to go up 1-0 or 2-0 and, and actually lead the game. And once Frankfurt goes up 1-0, then obviously it's an entirely different game. But uh, as so yeah. often in, in football, if you don't use your phases where you are the dominant team and capitalize on it, then you'll get punished later. And that's exactly what happened. It's not like Arsenal's goal was uh, a long time coming or anything. Um, yes, they had a couple of good counterattacks and whatnot and transitions, but it's uh, yeah, it, it still was sort of pieced together and nothing coherent from Arsenal, which I think at this point in time you also can't expect from the London outfit, just because um, I'm I'm not seeing a team that's that's like super world class right now. Yes, they have a couple of good players, right. but it's not like Arsenal are. A real threat to to Frankfurt in that way. Yes, they won three nothing, but uh, the game was pretty even, and I thought Frankfurt overall was even better. Well yeah. said. Well, let's put it this way: the biggest positive was the absolute roar that the Frankfurt fans made. Something that we can expect for the weekend. But kind of looking at some of the players who were. Uh, didn't kind of feature. Uh, Jovalik was left on the bench along with Fernandez, Flat, and Dika. Uh, with Paciencia and Chandler coming off the bench, one can only assume that uh, uh, more rotation is going to be forthcoming, considering you know the kind of lineup right. that we put out against Augsburg. Though uh, the you know the high profileness of an Augsburg game compared to a Bayfall Bay game. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I expect us to be throwing out a little bit more the kitchen sink <laughs> in terms of roster when it does come time for that. So, uh, kind of kind of tough way to start off the Europa League campaign, but the fact of the matter is, we got the Arsenal match out of the way. We don't have to face those guys until, I think, match day five, so plenty of time to make up ground uh, within the Europa League. And, right. you know, at this point in time, I think that it's best that we had this sort of result uh, early on rather than have that possibly happen a little later on where we could actually be absolutely deflated because that would just that would have just been uh, <laughs> uh, pretty bad, especially uh, it, if it can carry over into the Bundesliga action. We'll kind of see uh, if we have a fallout from this. Uh, one can only uh, guess where things will go, but... Hey, at least uh, mm. no injuries came through. So mm, I guess, man, I'm really having to spin this as fast as I can. Golly, I might as well become a politician at this point. Well, I'm getting so good. Huh. And the other, the other bright spot in you know likes of Dortmund, they they don't even think bat an eye about this. But it's just, uh, I I mean, this is like one the year two of of having depth, and this year specifically having an increased amount of depth where I don't feel like we can't be competitive mm -hmm. in one or the other match. And last year even I you know everything's fate is fickle and I don't I don't 
you know, there's a lot of games that we won that we perhaps shouldn't have won last year or whatever. So um, I feel way more comfortable going into this match after this match because we have a lot of rusted folks out there that, that can carry the lead, carry the charge. Indeed. I'm also thinking of uh, De Guzman, who might be able to kind of uh, add something to that. But, I mean, there's plenty of players not involved that can uh, provide a spark. In the other match, since, yes, we are in a group with more than uh, just the Arsenal, uh, Standard Liège in their home match uh, defeated Victoria Guimarães, uh, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm... Totally, totally taking a stab in the dark <laughs> when I say that, admittedly. Uh, the next match uh, for the Eintracht in the Europa League is not until October 3rd. So, got a little time there. And that will be on the close. road in Portugal. So, something to look forward there. Especially as uh, Germany starts getting a little colder. It would have been nicer if uh, our trip would have been, you know, like in November or that final match day in December. But then again, you know, uh, final match day at home, on December 12th against Gimaraish. That could be exactly what we need to get ourselves over the line in case, and uh, you know, break glass if necessary when it comes to qualifying into the knockout phase from Group F. But the uh, best way to overturn what we have done is kick ass, take names, and go to <laughs> London and... Uh, uh, give them the same kind of spanking that uh, we received. Scoreline speaking, that is. So, any final thoughts, oh, gentlemen, yeah. on this uh, interesting match yeah, <laughs> in the Europa League? Yeah, I have one, and uh, it's the criticism aimed at Frankfurt's uh, attack, just because um, mm -hmm. we 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 saw we saw something that uh, sort of is provoked by the strikers that Frankfurt have with Bastos and and Silva. And, and something that I, I think right. might actually become a problem. Um, it probably wasn't a big mm. one with the Buffalo hurt, but um, what was vexing <laughs> is that the likes of Kamada and then Costa and, and Kor uh, and, and so on all at some point just played in half-field crosses into the box. I don't know how many easy claims Martinez, the Arsenal goalkeeper, had, but it, it were true. many. And uh, it's 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 something that Lucien Favre, for example, absolutely hates. And, and sometimes as a Dortmund observer, you would hope that players at some point just freaking cross it into the box. You know, that's just a regular knee-jerk reaction. Right. But uh, watching this game, you saw what, what happens when when the opposite is at play. And I got actually quite frustrated with the million crosses that Frankfurt pumped into the box, which were quite easy claims. And I, I feel like that there's enough footballing quality and to to yeah have a bit more uh inter intricate passes into the box uh, i i think overall adi hütter is a coach that is very particular with the um way strikers position in the box like as we say in german the strafraumbesetzung right and um this just you know wasn't wasn't a big test for Arsenal and uh, when we say that Frankfurt yeah. looked so much b better then it sort of ended a little bit with that final ball because that was poor and needs to be better that being said um, I think it's still a good tactic to do just the same against Dortmund because Roman Bürki has is, is not the same goalkeeper and he's not as comfortable in the box and sometimes he likes to punch balls clear and then he doesn't punch them far away enough and then you have all this turmoil, which uh, Frankfurt, for example, could pounce on. So, um, but for this particular game, this would be my my criticism overall. 
where I see a uh, yeah, need for improvement. That's a good point. Indeed, indeed. Gentlemen, that kind of wraps up all that I kind of think we can talk about this because, you know, we picked this thing apart until it, scab it, until it basically scabbed and bleed. And uh, I think it's about ready for us to move into segment two. But before we do that, let's go into hashtag what are we drinking? Nathan, what do you got for us? Well, um, so it's Friday evening and I've got to run in the morning because... I like to run, and so I already drank a Meritzen, and so I've moved to moved to straight up old water. So there you go. Oh, uh, who's Meritzen? Or is this one of your homebrewers? Ah. <laughs> that thing's got some time. That mine won't be ready until Christmas, I don't think. But um, uh, so it'll be probably still drink in March. The as it, as, <laughs> as the name suggests. Um, no, I'm I'm drinking what. I, I have a, an affinity and an appreciation for the the domestic uh, Sam Adams uh, Oktoberfest Meritson, which isn't technically to definition, but I appreciate it. Indeed. Stefan, uh, would you, anything that you would like to add to uh, hashtag what are we drinking? Uh, my Coke reads, share a Coke with a legend, so I'm just going to share it with you guys. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> 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 brilliant you, you guys uh, can find it out who the legend is because it's singular huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh all right and uh i happen to be uh getting right into the marathon style as uh fall is now upon us technically i think in just a few days time as the calendar goes uh given line and kugel a go uh with their own marathon and uh yeah uh as past years go way better uh last year i thought was kind of weak but it does uh have a good multi flavoring to it and uh yeah not too bad i uh, got many many more to try out uh the margin style <laughs> only my favorite time of year when it does come to beer drinking so to that i say uh, yeah. prost and uh prost. stick with us folks uh for segment two Segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, talking, we've already been picking over air, that corpse of a Eintracht versus Arsenal match. News uh, coming about a former Eintracht player, the foosball god himself, mm. is uh, going to have a time down under. Uh, uh, former Eintracht player Alex Meyer has joined uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, and we wish him nothing but the best uh us on this podcast uh at least myself and nathan have always uh loved that man more practically more than life itself i swear and <laughs> how eintracht you know uh, uh i mean as you know the kind of club evolved and everything they kind of decided that they wanted to kind of move forward without him real shame but 
Uh, still a living legend. I would have preferred him to have been signed to uh, someone's local side, the Philadelphia Union. Uh, but you know that didn't come to fruition, and uh, now he's going to be playing his plying his trade. Excuse me, in the A League. So good luck to him. Yeah, to be honest, the A League uh, is way yeah, cooler than the MLS anyway. <laughs> I, I, think I don't. Someone, I don't have a. Hmm. I don't have a horse in that race. <laughs> Neither do I. I do think, if memory serves, that. Uh, that they are the only team from uh, since kind of, I mean, the league hasn't been around all too long, but with Australia moving to the Asian Confederation, they're the only uh, Australian team to have actually uh, won the Asian Champions League. Uh, Okay. So, you know, a little, I mean, they are, I would say that league is, would be considered MLS light, you know, uh, a lot of similarities there, but a little bit more of the kind of hardcore nature in terms of support that you see with each of those A-League sides that you don't necessarily see uh, with Major League Soccer sides. Uh, but that that is my own personal uh, viewpoint. Uh, I think someone else will, uh, I mean, everyone can kind of lay out their own opinions on MLS since we all seem to be living in a <laughs> uh, MLS market or one or at least one of us will be an MLS market in due course, twenty twenty one. But uh, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> the uh, head coaches, uh, Marcus Bobble. So I mean, I can see how he would, uh, you know, where the link might be to kind of bring in some uh, German players into that side. So that's about it that I know about them. So there we go. Good luck to yeah. him. Hope to see some magical goals in the highlights. What, what, what's the name again of the club? <laughs> uh, we- Western Sydney <laughs> West Wanderers. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, there's not really many teams in the A-League. Uh, I guess there's more. I knew of a Sydney team that was in there, and I think I had heard at one point of Western Sydney. And, yeah, that's... You know, I, hey, good luck I, to him. I can and, name a uh, few A League teams, but uh, it's it's not like I would uh, I would really do a dare on it. To be honest, I'm not that confident. <laughs> I mean, the only one that I know of offhand, like uh, to any extent, at any point was I ever kind of knowledgeable about them, was <laughs> the Wellington Phoenix. Randomly, kind of like how Toronto FC and the uh, Montreal Impact and the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps are Canadian teams playing in the American League. Uh, Wellington is a New Zealand team playing in a Australian team, uh, Australian league. So interesting kind of comparison mm. there, though a little bit different considering the fact that that Australia is in the uh, Asian uh, Football and Confederation, whilst New Zealand technically is still in Oceania. So a little bit uh, weird there. So you kind of I always kind of wondered, thought that was a little strange, but then again, I look at all the eccentricities of uh, the game that's out there. So there we go. Well, <laughs> I hope Alex Meyer becomes the Ibrahimovic as he is to the MLS to their to the that so that un- league. Unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. It's your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was about to say. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's like any equivalent kind of talk show like Jimmy Kimmel where he can just show up and kind of. He's not going to be like that off the pitch. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Alex Meyer. I mean, he's not one to do many English interviews. So uh, I mean, that'd be hilarious if uh, they really pull him out of his shell and that you know they put him on all the local talk shows and everything like that. Uh, right. If anything else, he'll probably just <laughs> think it's not a great thing. adventure. Nah, I just mean the tour shoots in Koenig. Yeah, uh, he was able to pull that off. Uh, and I think he got injured with like five match days to go when he uh, did that. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. And you remember who was our coach at that time? Thomas Schaft. Yep. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Good groove. Talk about- I had great hopes for him, but I liked him. Whatever. I won't talk about it. <laughs> you know, I did not like the appointment, and that was at a very weird time in Eintracht history. I mean, that was after Amin yeah. Vey had just left us, and then Schaaf right. left, and then Vey came back, which was a disaster, and yeah. Kovac saved our bacon. Yeah. Yeah, I li- I appreciated his uh, Schaff's uh, acerbic attitude, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, hopefully he scores a lot of goals in Australia. Indeed, indeed. So, gentlemen, let's get right down to it. Uh, come Sunday, uh, here in the United States, this will be uh, the second match of uh, the match day. On FS1, this will be shown, despite the fact that, obviously, a certain other sort of foosball will be played, uh, sort of on the gridiron kind. But anyways, what's more important is Eintracht versus Bayfell Bay, 11 o'clock. Uh, so that's a noon kickoff, the Eastern Eastern time zone there, and you get the 9 a.m. Pacific, and it's different time zones. <laughs> Uh, just picking out on the USA time zones there. But yes, Fox Sports 1, which will be taken care of uh, on our land. But, Stefan, mm. you guys have had... A, let's kind of talk about what Bayfell Bay has been up to because a lot right. of expectations were coming into the season. Lucien Favre's uh, second year with the club. You know, uh, you guys won the Super Cup, which is a hell of a lot better than how we started our season last year, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that was, ugh, I still haven't gotten over that. But you guys spent a tidy sum on uh, four players in the offseason, uh, bringing those guys in, moved out a couple of other players, uh, not inclu- uh, not mistakenly, also, uh, the American Christian Pulisic ended his time with Borussia Dortmund. Uh, he stayed on loan for uh, the Rook Runda, uh, oh, staying away from Chelsea. <laughs> uh, and you guys, I mean, when I saw all the deals that you guys were making, I was really excited because Julian Brandt is a player who I think is incredibly talented and gifted. I mean, he had been playing forever at Leverkusen at a really top level. Uh, Dorgan Azard, I mean, he really brokered that deal himself by basically saying, yeah, I really only want to go to Dortmund. So, you know, kind of bent the foals over badly on that one. <laughs> uh, Nico Schultz, I have thought, has been an amazing player for 
uh, Hoffenheim and the last couple seasons. Just once again, another great example of how good those guys are in their scouting department. <sighs> those guys uh, seem to just turn them over all the time. And you guys brought in Mats Hummels. Those four, I thought, I when I saw each one go in day by day, I mean, most of that was all done before we even got to June, and then before July 1st, Mount Hummels uh, had that move occur. You guys seemed to have all your ducks in a row ready to go. You just kind of moved a couple of guys on. Uh, one one uh, Sebastian Roda to Eintracht. Thank you very much. Um, what were your thoughts uh, entering the season, uh, considering all the moves that... Uh, uh, Bayfo had been moving, or were you, were you more concerned with the way the philosophy uh, that Favre preaches, despite what he has in terms of talent available to him? Well, that's going to be a very long-winded answer now after this very brief question. Um, so <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, um, I I think when you look at Dortmund's transfer window you should be, as a Dortmund fan, very excited and think this team has what it takes now to go all the way and win the title. Obviously, there are a couple of question marks surrounding Lucien Favre because of the Rückrunde, um, because that didn't go so well for mm. Dortmund and a lot of symptoms um, that showed back then already showed this season in a way that Dortmund just can't beat the mm. Minnows. Uh, the 3-1 loss against Union Berlin highlighted that in a way that Dortmund are very susceptible to set-piece defending and uh, yeah, a couple of comical individual errors and just, uh, let's say, the, the sharpness sometimes lacks in uh, low-profile matches. So, yes, there are a couple of concerns, but I would say um, not not concerns that wouldn't come up with any other coach because no coach will so ever... one thing that I would like to kind of look at as you guys have kind of started this season uh well uh one one match aside you guys have kind of been blowing the doors off of everybody uh bite it uh the first two matches were definitely uh kind of slow starters is that something that is a of a concern for you guys or is this uh just normal uh normalcy with five um I don't know. It's only his second season, so I can't really <laughs> say much about this. I mean, um, yeah, the the game against Augsburg was actually pretty good, right? The first um, Bundesliga game, but then uh, going to Cologne, Dortmund looked pretty underwhelming. And then only in the last half hour when Julian Brandt came on, then Dortmund uh, sort of uh, lit the fireworks and turned the game around and won 3-1. But yeah, the next game against Union Berlin was already really bad and then uh, Bayer Leverkusen and uh, FC Barcelona after the international break are completely different sides and uh, the the problem is the the issues that arose in the match day two match day three games um, are completely irrelevant to Leverkusen because Peter Bosch plays in an entirely different style and that means Leverkusen had more possession at the Westfalenstadion which very few teams actually do and uh, then got punished for it and the only mm. way Peter Bosch can get punished uh, is by being completely open at the back and uh, you know playing quite well but but still not scoring um, you know a typical Leverkusen pattern as it is but with Peter Bosch it's on steroids and then of course um, 
Tuesday's performance against Barcelona, which was uh, one of Dortmund's best performances under Lucien Favre, maybe even the best. Uh, yes, yet they didn't score, but the expected goals alone read like 3.34 so to 0.17 or so. Uh, in, in other news, Dortmund had all the chances to score a goal and Barcelona really hadn't. And that's quite the feat, even if Usman mm. Dembele and, and, you know, was out and Leroy, uh, Lionel Messi <laughs> uh, was was injured. So um, and, and then came out, la came on later. But yeah, this this is all not 100% relevant for the Frankfurt game, because that again is a, a different team that Dortmund will face. So I'm very excited to see how Dortmund will actually play a team that is not completely on the back foot, but doesn't try to, uh, you know, dominate either and, and wants to have a bit of chaos. Um, so, yeah, and it's mm -hmm. also a bit more physical. So different, different game and uh, very exciting for Dortmund to play in Frankfurt. I think a uh, good comparison will be... Man, the physicality and toughness that you saw from an Union side, which, you know, uh, when you're a newly promoted side, you to get out of the Zweite Liga, you really need to have some uh, steel in your blood uh, to be able to pull that out. And Leverkusen has shown themselves to be a very attacking side. I have kind of find it interesting that uh, you guys ripped through uh, Leverkusen like Swiss cheese, pumping them for four. I mean, maybe there was more to that match than I saw from the highlight reel that I was able to see. But I did see the Union match, and that was very much uh, an all-out slugfest that Union came out swinging, and they did not relent. No, it's, is that something it, that Bayfo Bay is kind of... That, would you say, Bayfo Bay is able to take that on, but... It might have been just a little bit more of a shock to have come from Union, not necessarily against, say, a stronger team within the Bundesliga, one with more pedigree. Well, for Dortmund fans, it's exactly the kind of game that doesn't shock them because they have seen the same story so often. Um, Dortmund really do have a problem when teams have two strikers up front that press Dortmund centre-backs and then push... Um, wingbacks or whoever very far up to to isolate Dortmund's own fullbacks and then uh, to to garnish that also press Dortmund's defensive midfielders in that build-up. In the first phase of build-up, Dortmund's backline is very far behind and the rest of the team stretches forward, anticipating that the backline will move ahead. But if you isolate that, you, you kind of break Dortmund down in that sense. And that is what happened to Dortmund in Cologne and then even more so against Union Berlin. And Union Berlin also then, uh, once they got the goal, they um, or, or the, the second goal, um, they just completely, uh, yeah, li like a turtle <laughs> retreating to its shell, just, you know, parked the bus. I don't, I don't know if, if Frankfurt is, mm -hmm. is capable of doing that in, in that same style, you know, to, to play this game basically like a first-round cup match. I don't actually see that. So, um, yeah, but there are a couple of pro problems that Dortmund have had. Now, what I will want to add is that Lucien Favre was forced due to injury to play Rafael Guerrero as a left-back and Achraf Hakimi as a right-back. And those two players are simply much, much better at beating uh, their one-against-one opposition. And as I said, 
just a minute ago, the big problem for Dortmund in, in those matches where they struggled was that their fullbacks were isolated. Now, these are two players that can solve the issue all by themselves. And I anticipate that both will start again on Sunday. So there might be a good chance that the problem that Dortmund had just magically went away by itself. But who knows? Well, we could always expect, you know, a seven or eight goal thriller. Wouldn't that uh, be something to uh, take in? Uh, maybe something a little bit more along the lines of uh, uh, Bay versus FC Augsburg uh, at the that we saw at the Westfalen Stadion. Only maybe Eintracht pulling out a last-minute goal uh, a la Paco Alcacer. Uh pulled off in that one well that'd be a peach but uh <laughs> um stefan one final question before we kind of get actually no let's get right to it with the current layout that dorban has is there like a lot of room is is far uh against rotating uh his players i mean you know to balance the bundesliga bundesliga team playing in the league format, you have your Champions League, which, I mean, against Barcelona, that was a big slog. But, you know, you had multiple days extra on top of Eintracht to be able to recover. And you got the Pokal as well. Are we going to be seeing much of a different Dortmund side that we saw that no. drew nil-nil with Barcelona? No, we, we won't. Um, Lucien Favre is not big on rotation, even though this season he has made a couple of tweaks already which is more than we could have expected last season but um overall he is not big on rotation especially not because there's no midweek fixture afterward so Dortmund have six days I think to recover for the Bremen game which should be enough so there will be very little rotation uh which so far has gone to the detriment of one Mario Götze um if there's one change in the lineup if, if there's no surprise injury or so, then I would expect that uh, Julian Brandt might actually start again over Torgen Hazard, but he may also not. Um, Favre yeah, likes to dance around with that, especially because Frankfurt are so dangerous on the wings. I would actually, I personally would probably play Hazard at first just because uh, you need a bit more defensive solidity. And if you look at... Um, the numbers of Julian Brandt, he is an amazing player, yes, but his defensive contributions are not up to speed yet. And they, they also weren't at Leverkusen. I don't know if you follow Abel Mescheros on Twitter at Bundespl. He wrote a very good piece about that on, on his uh, Bundesliga bulletin. And uh, yeah, I can only recommend that to anyone who wants to read a little bit more about Julian Brandt and his defensive numbers because they're not that impressive. So... Yeah, I could I I could see the exact same lineup again against uh, Frankfurt. Hmm, enticing. Nathan, how are you? Okay, that all being said, uh what do you think uh Eintracht's going to be pumping out against uh the black and yellow come Sunday? Hmm. I do think we're going to see some rotation. Um perhaps Paciencia starting, you know. Um yeah, our wing backs, of course, will be uh, in full throttle. So DaCosta and Kostic will be in, but we'll see some changes in the midfield. I don't particularly know. I mean, Rhoda is out, right? No. Why is he out? Yeah, he's still out. Oh, yeah. um, I think 
was his injury. He, him, and Ross yeah, uh, are some of the guys. Uh, That's actually very yeah, good for Dortmund that Sebastian Ruhl is out, to be honest, because the way he plays. <laughs> no, I'm serious, injury. because uh, the way he presses, and if he presses Axel Witzel or Thomas Seleni, that would be extremely effective for Frankfurt. So um, there's not a, another player like, quite like him in that Frankfurt setup, uh, neither So nor Kor. So, um, yeah, that's actually a very good news for yeah. Dortmund that Sebastian Rudd is out, I'm afraid. Well, like I said, uh, in another uh, recent uh, podcast that was available. Oh, wait, Stefan, I think it was yours. Yeah. <laughs> Gelson Fernandez is a person who I think uh, will definitely take uh, his role in the midfield and kind of try and blow some crap up for for his for his <laughs> age at 33 he is beloved by Adi Hutter. I mean he Adi just loves utilizing him in kind of key situations like this and I uh foresee uh Fernandez coming right back into the starting lineup and and kind of yeah. being used as that kind of sledgehammer to just bash the way uh through the midfield I do think that so uh Djibrosso will be once again back in the starting lineup for the Eintracht. Uh, I do have to kind of start wondering, it's like, okay, are we going to be giving Kamada a rest? Are we going to be play until, you know, he just, you know, <laughs> goes off like crazy? The question only is, I mean, because he had a slow... Even playing. Yeah. I got no problem with that because uh, when he was at... Um, what was that uh Trudens, uh in Belgium he took us it took him a little while to kind of get going and then he uh, had a long prolonged run uh doing pretty doggone well uh and you know hey why why not against Bayfell Bay the lat I seem to recall right. the last time that the Eintracht had difficulties uh playing against uh, Bayfell Bay uh I think I think that was a Thomas Schaft uh, era uh, was the last time that the Eintracht uh, failed to beat uh, Borussia Dortmund at home. Uh, let's see. So that would have been... No, actually, checking the numbers of we did beat on 2014. Some, sometimes, uh, still to me, the biggest shock uh, result of Eintracht beating Borussia Dortmund was that uh, 1-0... Stefan Aigner scoring final uh, signal last fucking yeah. match day to at least give us a sh ho uh, shot in hell of <laughs> surviving that year. Uh, but for Eintracht's history with Bayfell Bay, I do think that this goes out the window because, you know, there is a lot of change that has happened at both clubs. Well, also there are quite a few players that are, you know, have there's a lot of continuity with Eintracht. I do think that... <sighs> I do think that Eintracht's going to come out swinging. This is going to be an old school American uh, heavyweight boxing match, and the guys are going to be just like beating up each other upside. Great attacking football, one after the other, uh, attack and counter attack, and just one after another after another. And if we don't see at least four goals in this match, uh, I'm now yeah I'm now going with. 
uh, four goals instead of three that I was predicting earlier in the day. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think that the Eintracht and Bayfall Bay will play out to a 2-2 draw that everyone will have been like, oh, what an amazing way to end the match day. Because let's be honest, uh, Monday Monday night football and El, uh, El Plastico, no one wants to watch that. Stefan, where do you think it's going to go, be going down uh, on Sunday? Oh, uh, God. Um, first of all, it's not the <laughs> final match day. Uh, for, not the final match because... Uh, match, uh, yeah, final match of the match day. Yeah, yeah. Wolfsburg against Hoffenheim is not that uh, enticing. I don't think anyone's going to El watch Plastico, it. El <laughs> Plastico, uh, Stroke... Uh, what is this? Uh, the third or fourth version? Yeah, oh, yeah. I was I was I, just going to say, the problem with El Plastico is that it re- literally recycles within the Bundesliga that there are so many Plastico matchups by now that I've lost count, mm. which is what... Um, <laughs> Right. So yeah. Um. Anywho, I I I do think it's going to be a Helter Skelter game, and I do think um there are going to be a lot of defensive mistakes on both ends. I I feel like um this is the sort of I don't want to say mm. slugfest, but it's going to be um very physical, and and that's going to you know there there are going to be a lot of second balls that are going to be uh swept up and then converted in in this sort of match so i'm i'm 100 sure already that dortmund will concede from a set piece i i think that's that's already clear but uh i also want this title race to actually continue for dortmund and if they shit the bet in frankfurt then uh you know all the uh, positivity around dortmund will very quickly sour and i don't want this to happen so i'm going for a 3-2 win in Dortmund. Yes, I know. I predicted 2-1 at the Yellow Airport, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we love uh, we love wild speculations here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, and it doesn't need to... That's what we're all about. All right, I, I exactly. can, can, I, can I make another one? I'm 100% sure Dominic <laughs> sure. Kroll will get sent off again, the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that will... Uh, well, if he does get on the pitch... Oh God! I was gonna say, uh, like I said on the old wall pod uh, with you, Stefan. Uh, if he he needs to have a real sit down and just be like, "Dude, sit down, shut up, cool off, have have a beer, sit in the stands, relax." Well, it's a good he thing that you're a referee to, uh, and not a coach because that's not a good strategy <laughs> at all. That's not how this works. <laughs> No, no, I probably would be a horrible coach, but, you know, hey, I would be a maverick, needless to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, John McCain. All right, that is good. Oh, gosh. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. We'd like to thank Stefan Busco for coming. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I got to get my prediction. I thought you forget. Nathan, I thought you already said it. Okay, Nathan, Nathan. From from (laughs) maverick to people get left behind. Hmm. (laughs) I just say that I don't like that. I feel I feel like uh how I felt before the Arsenal match this one could go like a myriad of ways but I will be forever the optimist in this regard so I will um think uh, that we'll edge it and so I'll swing the other direction and say 3 to 2. All Frankfurt. Right. Well, to All to right. quote the great Franz Beckenbauer there are only two outcomes in football win draw or loss. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, if that's not a Yogi Berra quote, uh, then I don't know what is. <laughs> right. 
Beautiful. Oh, Stefan, where? Thanks for coming on. Where can we? What do you have brewing up uh, at the Yellow Wall Pod? Um, I have a podcast brewing up, which uh, is al- <laughs> is already up. And so, uh, if people want, they can listen to Brian walking home. I think it was. um no no seriously but uh yeah we discussed uh, obviously the uh, leverkusen win and the barcelona match which was a lot of fun and then uh, i got to talk to brian which was also a lot of fun albeit a bit noisy here and there but uh, i've managed to edit the sirens out um so yeah they were not after me everybody yeah <laughs> just just so we're clear <laughs> no but in in all honesty it, it was fun and also thanks again for having me on because i feel like if i don't have to edit this i can just be a bit more loose and relaxed also uh it's already 10 30 <laughs> here in philadelphia so uh this is literally stefan after dark the first time uh usually <laughs> i i record it in the noon so um yeah v- very nice experience so thanks for having me on and uh I'm uh, very hopeful that Eintracht Frankfurt will have another great season and hopefully finish higher in seventh this time, even though it won't be easier this time around. But, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. apart from obviously the L on Sunday, I wish Frankfurt all the best and you guys a lot of fun with your uh, eclectic choices of beer. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thank you. Nathan, where can we find you on social media? It's very political of you. I forgot uh, to tell people where to <laughs> find me, but that's fine. <laughs> no, go ahead. We'll keep St- Stefan. Go ahead. Where can, where's the yellow wall? Where are you? Where is everything? All right. I'm at Stefan Butzko on Twitter, which you can spell, but find in the show notes. And uh, you can go to theyellowwall.net to find our podcast and all our written content. Thank you. Yeah. Nathan. Thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. And you can find me, Brian Sanders, at K-C-S-G-E. And a, at H-E-F-Pod is our Twitter handle for the show, uh, facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. And we also have uh, hey HeyEintrachtKerfurt at gmail.com that you can uh, send your questions to. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Here's hoping... For a positive result for the Eintracht after that match against Arsenal. And yes, for our uh, USA uh, listeners, that is going to be on uh, Fox Sports 1. So no uh, streaming-only service for us this week. <laughs> From all of us here at Hain Eintracht Frankfurt, tschüss. Tschüss. Ciao. Hey,